fasten your seatbelts. We might hit turbulence. We might pass around some ginger ale, maybe some almonds, maybe some treats. But stroke uh, waffles. Make, Love the stroke waffles. Make sure your table trays are up. So yeah, calm down. And don't kick the seat in front of you. Everybody, it is take 219. Um, it is our plane review. We're going to talk about some overlooked movies of 2022. Go through some favorite trailers, movie news, some favorite things we watched. I have a call to action that I'm excited to share about. We've missed so, those. It's been a while, but it's it's needed. There's there's a good call to action. Let me. I'll just get right to it here in a minute with the call to action. But before that... Uh, Keeks had a great video. Um, t- tell us, tell us a little bit about, tell the pod family, tell the sweets what's going on. So my, I am taking my students to a national, this is from what I understand the first national like film and broadcasting convention that Copper Hills high school, the high school I teach at has ever gone to. So we are raising money to be able to help alleviate the costs for my students to upgrade our equipment um, and just to do a handful of activities out there in California. Um, uh, If we reach our goal of $20,000 raised, we're going to go to Disneyland. So that's kind of like our big, our big goal there. And there's two ways to donate. I'll include the links probably in the description of the pod. And then I'll also throw up the uh, links in the bio of the Instagram page. We'll probably throw up the post again there. And uh, just any little bit helps. We've already raised, I believe, $4,600 in one of them. And then I think in the other, um, in the Jordan Education Foundation Fund, I don't see immediately how much we've raised there. So we could have 1000 we could have $0, but we at least have $4,600 raised from the Success Fund campaign. And that's huge. Like, all that money goes to the kids. Nothing that you're donating yeah. goes to my salary, obviously, because we just want to make this as affordable for all these students as possible. This will probably be the only for many of these students that are seniors will be the only film trip they ever take in high school. And to be able to compete at that high of a national level um, is amazing. It's sponsored by the Student Television Network. We're members of that group. Um we submit the competitions for them nationally as well, but to be in person in Long Beach, California is a huge opportunity for them. So any little bit helps. Yeah. Well, the, the, the links are in the description and then we'll also throw the links up to our social media, to Instagram. And yeah, just thank you so much. If you have even a little bit, um, whatever, whatever you can do helps. So thank you. Yeah. Very cool. Do you, do you prefer, um, success fund or the Jordan? Um, honestly, both work. I'm not super picky. Uh, a lot of people, so success fund is similar in a way to like a GoFundMe. So we're like success fund will take a little percentage of what we raise. So if you're kind of like, oh, I want them to have all the money, go to the Jordan Education Fund. Um, the slight downside about the Jordan Education Fund is like I said, I don't see the money, how much we have immediately i probably have to go talk to my advisor to see you know how much we're at but still like i don't care if i can't see it immediately so whatever you're more comfortable with they're both great and it's a tax write-off too so if you want to donate a lot of money and get it right off for your company go for it oh fantastic yeah 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 do a lace them up write off (laughs) oh my gosh just how sweet would that be yeah that's great very cool and that is again in march Yep, we're going March 15th through the 19th. We'll kind of just keep running this stuff, you know, up until your, we leave. Is that over your fall break or? No, um, it's actually like two break. weeks before. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. That's very actually, cool. Yeah, it's actually, I think, like the week before fall break. Is that over the weekend or is that over like a weekday? So we'll leave Wednesday after Wednesday. school. We'll be gone Thursday, Friday. And then um, what am I thinking of? Thursday, Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So like four and a half days we'll be gone. How many students and will be with you? Eight. Eight students. I had a big audition try. I had tryouts for it. So I had all my students make videos. I had them submit them if they were interested in coming. And I picked the eight best. We were looking for 10. Um, Honestly, I like I probably could have taken a couple more, but we had to get all of this going really quickly. So some students that wanted to come and probably should have come uh, just fell through the cracks. And that's what happens your first year trying to do this stuff. It's just uh, pedal to the metal, get all the funds in because we got to save hotel rooms. I mean, you're in education. You can't just like go buy hotel rooms for everyone. You have to do it through the district. And there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through. But yeah. um, we're good. We've got our reservations set. And Let's we're just go. super excited to take these kids out and to compete. Is Becky going to come with you or just you? Yeah, I want Becky to come. We have to make sure. I just have to get her. I think we have to just get her. Um, What's it called? Uh, in the system as like a chaperone and then yeah, she'll okay. be able to come. Cool. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. It, it gets me excited to see you thriving and doing well with that. Go it's teacher. been amazing. Like being, especially because I'm the film teacher. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like I don't have to deal with a lot of, uh, I don't have to teach science or math that like generally my students complain about. I am the one class where for the most part they can kind of come in and be themselves and make stuff and it's a do good something they, outlet do something that i like and even those students that i think that don't like or care for film at least it's like relaxing or interesting yeah i have some students last semester that like you know it was definitely not their thing but they told me they're like we we like your class like your class is a good class it's just we don't really care about any of this it's like okay I, I, I literally don't understand it. I don't understand how people don't like filmmaking, but that's just because I think it's the most incredible thing that exists on the planet. So, you know, um, not everyone not everyone is uh, on our wavelength, I guess. Yeah. Hey, to each their own. That's, that's how I feel about math. That is not my thing. I mean, it's so funny because I like math. At our that's school, like, my favorite subjects. At our school, like the math teachers, like are very dedicated. Which, of course, you have to be with math. And yeah, I'm like, man, props to you. Even I have some students where I'm like, let's get some English done. Let's do some science. They're like, okay. They're like, no, I'd rather do math. I'm like, what? I'd rather do those two subjects before math. So yeah, I'm like those. I'm the opposite. Thing. But now that so something that I think is actually really interesting is for people who are interested in filmmaking and visual arts and mediums and video production is it's all just visual language arts. If you know how to write, you understand story structure, you can make incredible films and pieces of art. So it's really interesting for me to see the translation as I've studied more about script structure and dialogue and characters. It's like, oh, it's just like literature, just visual. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. So for all you uh, English heads out there, go uh, go write a script. Go write a script. Do do us a favor. Uh, My call to action today is, folks, it's 2023. Get a new baking sheet. It's time. (laughs) Take that brown, rusty looking baking sheet and toss in the garbage. Do yourself a favor. Invest $40 in yourself. Get some new baking sheets. 
start the year off right. Get a new baking yeah. sheet. Yeah. So get a new baking sheet. You'll be glad you did it because I'm glad we did it. We got a new baking sheet. Feels great. Yeah. What 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 is the benefits or what is the benefit or benefits that you've seen of getting a new baking sheet? Well, we got more of um, a lighter tone baking sheet, and apparently that oh yeah 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 with baking. So and bless, it's just a little bit cleaner. But I know people are like, well, it has the flavor, it keeps the flavor. Maybe that's so, but it'll get the flavor after like three cycles. So calm down. Anyone that says it keeps the flavors are the same people that put their baking sheets in the sink to let them soak. Yeah. Yeah. So Which, we, you know, we know what you're trying to do. You yeah. can't fool us. I'll let that baking sheet soak. I normally don't put it in the dishwasher, though. Hand wash that baby. Other oh, call okay. To, other call to action. Um, in Lehigh, all the Utah people, the Crack Shack, go get the Coupe de Ville. And get a honey, honey butter batter. Fantastic. Very good. Probably the best chicken sandwich I've had. Is that the breakfast one? No, it's not the breakfast one. It's um it is uh it's just got like coleslaw and kind of like pickles on top. It's good. I'm not a pickle guy, but like the pickles complement it very well. So yeah, the crack shack is super good. I we went a while ago, me and Becky did for lunch one day, but they have a breakfast sandwich one. I forget what it's called. Is oh. that is that a I'm gonna pull up their menu. Yeah, both are menus. But I, I mean, it's just like a, a chicken breakfast sandwich, and it is so good. All the chicken that they have there, I mean, I don't know. It's called like Southern California fried chicken. I don't really know what that means. All I know is it's bussin'. It's very good. So awesome. uh, if you have a, what is it, the Crack Shack located near you? Um, yeah, the, the Coupe de Ville is my favorite, but I think you're talking about, is it Bay? I thought it was like the croak something. The Senor Croak. Mm, I don't know. It's the breakfast one. Looks like breakfast. So maybe, maybe they don't have it anymore. I don't know. Maybe they, I'm looking at the location right now. So, anyways, there you have yeah. it. Do yourself a favor. Go get the Coupe de Ville. Fantastic. Yeah, we always got to give y'all a call to action every so often. So here it here it is. Yeah, 2023 new bacon sheets. Get it. Go. Yep. Go go on Amazon. Order it. Okay, uh, trailer news, movie news, all that good stuff. I'll go first. My trailer is, this came out a couple of weeks ago. I haven't been on the pod for a little bit, but Renfield, Nicolas Cage, and Nicholas Holt looks very funny. With Dracula, he's kind of like the servant, Nicholas Holt. Uh, he goes to like an AA meeting and is describing everything about um being a servant for Dracula, which is Nicolas Cage. So this looks this looks like a very funny, um, campy I wouldn't say it's a horror movie. It looks more like a yeah, comedy. It's like a horror comedy, probably. Yeah, horror comedy, like horror elements that are very funny and take itself a little over the top. So Renfield looks funny. It gives I'll, me um slight, and you know, this could be the Paddington Paddington 2 tweet where you've only seen one version of the movie. So the sequel, you're like, oh, wow, this looks exactly like the previous movie that it's like. So, you know, we all saw Nobody. I liked the action, very over-the-top action and fun. This gives me Nobody vibes where the action's going to be pretty, like, intense, but good action, funny story, interesting story. I think Renfield's going to turn a nice profit. I think it's going to get six, uh, $100 million at least from the box office. I'll be there. It looks awesome. I don't remember who sent the trailer to who, but um, I was yeah, really you stoked it. on it. Yeah, you said it to me. I was like, that is pretty funny. Yeah, it looks really great. 
Other trailer that I'm excited for that comes out very soon is Mandalorian season three. It is. I canceled Disney Plus. I don't know if I've said this on the pod yet. I canceled Disney Plus. We did a 2023 trade deadline. Um, we <laughs> we uh, we we booted Disney Plus and we signed the Criterion Collection, which I'm actually really glad that we did because I've watched a ton of stuff on the Criterion Collection. It's been how much awesome. Is, how much is Criterion Collection? Uh, it's like 15 a month. But like I, I'll I'll tell you right now how many movies I've watched. 23 movies this year and one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven of them have been from Criterion. Do you not have HBO Max or anything else? I do have HBO Max. Yeah. So just Criterion, HBO Max. What else? I think those are the only two we pay for. Nice. And like Amazon, of course. But and they just just um, bounce off of other people for other ones. Oh yeah. Yeah, I told you if you ever need the Criterion login, you've got us with the Peacock. I know, I know. Got you with the Peacock. I think you should look into Criterion. I think you'd find, like, like they've got Paprika on there, which is the movie that people, a lot of people say influenced Inception. Very Pretty similar movies. Not exactly the same, but similar concepts. Okay. So, you know, maybe check it out. Trade deadlines. It's coming up, uh, folks. Yep, the streaming service trade deadline. Make sure that you keep an eye out. Uh, sign up for Rocket Money, whatever it is. Make sure they're keeping track of your subscriptions. Cancel that Showtime subscription you've had for the last eight months. You're not using it. Yeah. We know yeah. you signed up for the free trial and forgot to cancel it. Cancel I'm, it. You're not using I'm, it. I remember I signed up for Stars and I got billed <laughs> four months and just kept forgetting. Kept forgetting to cancel. This was like back in 2020. I was like, okay. Did fine. you did you subscribe to it so you could watch the Spider-Man movies probably? Yeah, I subscribed to it to... Um, Gosh, I think it was to watch Moonrise Kingdom with Kennedy. Oh. And because uh, that was one of her favorite movies and she wanted to watch that when we were dating. And I totally forgot to cancel the subscription. And then I got charged like four months after. I was like, okay, we're canceling this. I think I watched actually one other movie. I think it was maybe Rush that I watched. While oh, I maybe. Yeah. So there you have it. That's my uh, movie, tra- favorite trailer. Movie news. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson reportedly has been interviewed as the new James Bond. How do we feel about this? Cool. I like him. I like him a lot. After watching Bullet Train, I think he was one of the best parts in Bullet Train. Out. We talked about it when we reviewed Bullet Train, but I actually think that Brad, the movie would have been more interesting for me if Brad Pitt was out and it was focused on the twins, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, I could have been behind that. I mean, I like Brad Pitt in it, but I would have been more behind just even having the twins. Honestly, it probably would have taken an extra 10 million off the budget, too. So, like, saves you a lot of money and gives you a nice little top thriller. Uh, Get rid of Joey King while you're out there, too. Uh, We all know my opinions on Joey King. Sorry. I'm sure you're very nice. I would be very nice to you in real life. I just, I don't know. Maybe you've never been in the right movie. Maybe I've never seen you in the right thing. But uh, you were good in The Conjuring. You're like seven. I enjoy that movie. Yeah. going out with some zingers but hey you know what you got to make a living and she is and very cool that she's doing that go get the bag yep get that bag baby Aaron Taylor Johnson as the new James Bond I'm in I think it'd be very cool so I am too let's 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 continue to explore that great okay so one thing that came out this year well now well I got a couple pieces of movie news one thing of movie news Wes Anderson double header this year we got two movies coming out we got Asteroid City And then I forget the other name of the other movie, but he's got two movies coming out. I believe one at least is coming to Netflix. Anyways, 
Um, excited to see what we get there from those two movies. Same with uh, Yorgos Lanthimos has two movies coming out this year as well. So two incredible filmmakers. Gosh, this year is so stacked. And that's what brings me to my somewhat trailers aspect of my segment is the Netflix preview. We got our first look at David Fincher's movie with Michael Fassbender called The Killer. And it comes out November 20th, I believe. It looks awesome. Fincher is back, baby. He's back. We watched Mank. Some of us loved Mank. Some of us were like, man, Mank. Uh, but yeah, he's back. He's back with the killer. We're back to form. And wow. I think there was a few other looks at like uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Rebel Moon movie. You know, Netflix has some stuff coming out this year. I'm, so being I'm really a, interested. It's called The Killer? Yep, it's called The Killer. What is uh, that? One? David Fincher's that? new movie. I watched, I watched that... Uh... What is the movie that Chris Evans is in? That's not The Killer. Which one was that? I watched that. I didn't rewatch that Netflix preview. The Gray Man? Just kidding. Oh, you're talking about Extraction 2? No, that was Chris That's Hemsworth. Hemsworth, but I thought yeah. maybe you had gotten them mixed up. But I am excited. I'm going to be honest. I am excited for Murder Mystery 2. I love Adam Sandler, the sad man. The first yeah. one was a fun watch. You liked, I remember you really talking that one up when, when it came out or when you yeah. saw it. So I'm excited for Murder Mystery 2. It comes out like end of March. Count me in. So I'm there. Over March Madness, kidding me with some hoops and some Sandman, Jennifer Aniston. And some March Movie Madness? Yes, absolutely. Speaking of, we're going to start teasing that soon. We're stoked for March Movie Madness this year. Fourth movie Ma- March Movie Madness. Uh, Wes Anderson's new movie this year is called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Thank you. So Thank you very much. With uh, Ray Fiennes and Benedict Cumberbatch. Starring in it. Sounds like it kind of has a little bit of a of a French dispatch. It's like it says Chronicles of, of Chronicles of a variety of stories, but the main follows Henry Sugar, who's able to see through objects and predict the future with the help of a book he stole. Oh. So nice. Yeah. And it's it's really funny on- to me how often people like try to hate on really good filmmakers. You see a lot of Steven Spielberg slander and Wes Anderson slander. And it's ridiculous. They're both very good filmmakers. Just stop trying to have edgy opinions. They're well, I both think, very I, good. I think it goes back to, I was talking to Kennedy about this. And when something's popular, you get a mixed bag of people that don't like to like the popular things, even if it's good. It's just yeah. kind of a personality trait. And it's like music. I, I get it. I used to do that. But now I'm like, if there's something that's good and it's popular and I like it, I'm going to like it. You know, what's really funny. I find myself with film the exact opposite as I do with music. Like, I feel like I used to get like pretty gatekeepy with music. And I feel like I don't listen to a lot of music now. But when I do, I feel like I'm a little bit more like, oh, you know, a little bit more snobby. But with movies, it's like, go watch this filmmaker. Go watch this person. Go watch this writer. Go watch this. Go watch this, 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 this. Like, I'm always trying to show out and say, you know, here are the big new people that you need to keep an eye out for. Yeah. Which speaking of. We'll be at Sundance this week, so we'll give a nice little uh, next po- next pod, next take. We'll give a nice little uh, preview of what we watched. I'm watching five things, I think, four or five things. Let's do it. Let's tell the people what we're watching. Okay, cool. Tonight, I'm going to go see In My Mother's Skin, a Filipino horror movie. Uh, this week, I have an online streaming one with Penelope Cruz called Limencita. Me and TC, we got a double header this week, too. We're going to go see, what is it, Underdog or Underrated? Underdog? Underrated. 
underrated the Steph Curry documentary. I'm wearing that vintage Golden State Warriors jacket I have. I'm bringing that. I'm bringing a marker. Steph, if you're there, if you're listening, which we know you are, please come sign it. I would really appreciate it. So and cool. then what's the last one we're watching? We're going to go see uh, Julia Luis Dreyfus, You Hurt My Feelings. So that looks like a good one. I'm actually excited yes. for that. What else are you catching? That's it. That's the only two ones I'm seeing. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Randall Park is directing a movie uh, that looks interesting. I forgot what it was called. I do too. But, but you know, just, I've never been to Sundance. I've never seen any of the Sundance movies. So I'm actually genuinely excited to watch these two. I don't know and if I've so, explicitly said this on the pod. I'm sure I did. Actually, I wonder if I did. No, because I saw Hereditary. So I saw Hereditary five years ago when it premiered at Sundance. And this is my shining moment as a critic. I remember getting out of that movie and being like, this is going to be considered one of the greatest horror movies of all time. I couldn't believe how good it was. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, gonna gonna toot my own horn here. I'm going to do it. I was right. You were right. Toot that horn, dude. Yeah. I was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's an incredible film. Yeah. And so, yeah, fun to see this year. There's also a lot of stuff streaming online. So if you want to just rent something, it's not the big releases, but there's some good releases. Check it out, the streaming. It's like 20 bucks, and it's not 20 bucks per person. It's 20 bucks per household, Um, whereas in-person tickets are $25 per person. So we forked out a bit, but it'll be super worth it. A movie that I saw last year, which is... um. It's like something about the end of the world. It's directed by Jesse Eisenberg. It's in theaters this week. So it's funny to think like, oh, I saw that last year. And it's okay. But I wonder how much they've changed it or if not at all. And Interesting. Yeah. Fun little thing with Finn Wolfhard and Julianne Moore, I believe, is in it. It's in playing in New York and L.A. right now. Gotcha. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Can we get to favorite things that we watched? Can I start? Absolutely. Okay. So um, first thing I'm going to talk about very briefly, I got to go to a screening of 80 for Brady. I'm not kidding when I say this. Good. It's funny. It's a great time at the movie theaters. I was I was laughing probably for half of the movie. I will say it starts off kind of rough. Like the first 10, 15 minutes, it's like they're trying to the ladies are trying to use some football words and um, it doesn't come off very, very believable. You kind of get the vibe like, oh, these actresses have never watched a game of football before. But it's fun. It gets really fun for the rest of the time. It's a great callback to 2017. And there was a legit moment in there where I like I was I got pumped. And you'll know exactly what moment it is when you watch it. So I suggest people go see 80 for Brady. I really enjoyed it. I'm excited now. Like I I didn't really I didn't I wasn't really planning on watching this, but now after your hype. Go catch it on a $5 Tuesday. There's no rush to go see it. But like, certainly it's, it's one of the, for me, one of the more enjoyable sports movies of the last five years, I'd say. Wow. Now I got my first A plus of the year. I watched it. I've been in a, I, I love Wong Kar Wai. I think Wong Kar Wai, I've seen a couple of his movies and they're super right up my alley. He uses like a really, really, um, like a really low shutter speed, which means the shutter of your camera, sweet movie morsel here. Um, as it closes, the quicker it closes, the less motion blur you have. So he has an effect where it looks like there's always a constant bit of motion blur. And it adds a really awesome effect to his movies. And this movie was just cool, the movie. I watched Fallen Angels and I give it an A+. I give it a sweet. It's a really great story, how it weaves and intertwines 
And then 80 for Brady, I give it like a B, B plus. I really liked 80 for Brady. And Fallen Angels, I watched it, I believe, on Criterion. That's I'm, awesome. I'm so high on it, man. I loved it. I thought it was so good. What what brought this watch on? Just had it on your radar? It was funny. I had it on my watch list on Criterion, and I was going to watch Worst Person in the World. It's on Hulu right now. And I started it, and it was like 11. I was like, I don't know if I want to watch a two-hour movie. And then I went back over to Criterion, and Fallen Angels was there. It's a buck and a half. Oh, so I thought, oh heck yeah, we're doing the buck and a half. It was great. I highly suggest it. Couldn't fall asleep. Late night movies. Those hit different. It does. It was like perfect. I was I was zoned in, baby. That's awesome. That's yeah. good. I was T-Mac in those last 14 seconds scoring 14 points. Do you know what I mean? Oh, nine man. seconds, whatever it was. That's an iconic moment. Yeah. Great, yeah. great, great comparison there with the film. Thank you. Okay. I like that. My favorite thing that I watched was uh, the Darjeeling the, the, the Limited with Wes Anderson. Sweet. Very good. I loved the setting of the train, the three brothers coming together, kind of going on a spiritual journey, and then themselves finding the journey within the journey. And I just thought, I think this is Wes's most underrated movie from what I've seen of his. I got just two more, just Isle of Dogs and French Dispatch. But so far, watching all the bunch, the Darjeeling Limited, fantastic. I'd give it an A slash sweet. And then the other one is the Grand Budapest Hotel, a rewatch. Um, from 2021 love this Ray Fiennes is fantastic it is just everything that Wes does great he amplifies it and turns it up a level for the Grand Budapest Hotel so A plus last week for me on Grand Budapest Hotel and lastly season one of Dark done dude what about that ending I I my mind is melting when I watch this show the way it talks about time travel and how everything, the layers and how everything just overlaps and works together is phenomenal. So the writing of Dark is nuts. And the score of Dark is so eerie. Like I'm always anticipating like a jump scare and there's no jump scares in the show. But I always am like, there's going to be a jump scare and there's nothing. So mm-hmm. it's it's a great Great, like, thriller. Great character. I love character development. So it has awesome, like, character development. Has a little bit of, like, it reminds me a little bit of Lost because Lost had some, like, time travel, some weirdness going on, some mystery. So uh, I love that aspect of Dark with the mystery and who's right, who's wrong. So very cool. And I predicted it. I knew it. What I told you about The Stranger, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I think that's this character. And you're like, oh, okay, interesting. Called it. I love when I call things. I'm really terrible. If someone tells me and they guess the plot of something and I know it, I I really I'm not very good at hiding the fact that they're right. I'm just kind of like, it's a good thought. We'll have to wait. And it's very clearly like, oh, okay, so I'm right. Yeah. No, you didn't give anything away when I said that. You're okay. just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, Dark is one yeah. of my favorite TV shows. Oh, I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this soon. But yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited for you to get to the end of season two and just be like what oh man how are they gonna do this well i'm really excited to also like watch like a 30 minute breakdown on youtube about dark (laughs) about all the characters and all the the plot and how it all like works together just to like help me understand it even more so how it has such an interesting look at like like atheism and christianity all at the same time yeah how it validates both in a sense especially as you watch it more and more it's really interesting i really really dig the whole like like the 
religious themes and then like the scientific themes of everything. It's really cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. So good, great watch. Anyways, are we on? Are we doing it? We're doing it. Let's take hey. off. <laughs> we are clear for takeoff. <laughs> Directed by Jean-Francois Richette, um, starring Gerard Butler and uh, Mike Coulter. It is the story of um, the most the the weirdest name for a Gerard Butler character, Brody Torrance, who is a longtime air pi- air, airliner pilot with a they reveal their past, and that's kind of stupid. But anyways, um tasked to fly over New Year's to take a prisoner back to Canada, and he's on his way to go to Hawaii to visit his daughter. The plane crashes and him and the prisoner must team up together to save the passengers who have been kidnapped by rogue rogue soldiers on this island. TC, what do you think of plane? Let's let's tell the people how it is, shall we? Plane. I'm not going to lie. Maybe I just got too much excitement for this. I was excited to watch plane. I was like, this is going to be a dumb, mindless action movie. Like I'm ready for it. Like I'm ready to see some cool action, some some campy stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not like that. It's a little bit more of a serious tone. It takes itself a little too serious sometimes. And uh, I was a little bummed out by that. It does have some cool moments. I think like the first thirty minutes of the plane crash is pretty is pretty white knuckle. I thought they did a good job of that. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed that. I think Gerard Butler is good. I actually like Gerard Butler in a lot of Gerard Butler movies. I don't mind him as an actor. Yeah, I agree. I I just thought the script and the story was unfortunately a little slow. Like, there's an hour in the middle where I'm like, wow, I'm bored. And I didn't think I would be bored in the play movie. But there's (laughs) an hour where I'm actually, like, genuinely pretty bored. And then it picks up. The climax, climax is pretty fun. It's exciting. So I would say I was a little bummed out that it didn't keep my attention the whole time. Good moments, some fun, exciting things. But like I said, there's an hour in that middle where I'm like, whew, nothing's happening very that's very exciting. I'm gonna I'm gonna posit you this the greatest what if in film history. Are you ready for this? Yes. What if you and I saw ambulance last year together? Because it has set this precedent now of any like triple B movie being in theaters. We have to see it because we missed that movie and it's never going to reach up to the expectations we've set in our brains of how much fun we would have had with ambulance together last year. And that we thought plane was like, oh, maybe it'll kind of be like our ambulance moment, like what it could have been for last year. 100%. That's exactly what I was thinking. That that was our expectations. We kind of set ourselves up for that. That's our fault. What I think happens with this movie is you get a good amount of character, like a good a lot of show don't tell with these two characters, with Brody Torrance and Luis uh, Gaspar. But then what happens is they don't ever in front any sort of obstacles once the plane lands. They just get from one point to the next and they free everyone. And then there's a weird plot point with a militia that the airliner sends in that provides them with even more support. For me, you know, this is a this is screenwriter Keeks, script editor Keeks taking out his pen from his behind his ear. This is what I think you do. 
um, set up that they kind of have to begrudgingly work together, which in a sense they do, but Brody's just set up to be this nice guy. So he says, no, me and Gaspar, we're going to go help. Um, what I think needs to happen is they're involved in a shootout. The rebels come and it's just them that are left somehow. Maybe they've been shot and they fall into bushes or something like that. And the rest of the people have left. Um, they realize that they now have to work together. They don't like each other. And then at one point, Gerard Butler gets captured because initially Gaspar is the cap D that's on his plane. So Gerard Butler has now been captured. Brody Torrance is captured. Now Gaspar has to go save him. And all during that time, they develop a better relationship. And then they have to free everyone else, get back to the plane, fix the plane and take off. This whole militia thing is like, it's so silly. And it really lowers the stakes of the movie for me that um, it really would have been awesome just to have Brody and Gaspar work together you know the the buddy cop archetype and get everyone home safe but you know i i, I feel like as they were writing this they're like ah there, there's not enough here you got to throw some stuff in it just didn't feel like it meshed very well yeah oh i agree i i that would have been much better much tighter didn't really care for the times that they went away from the island it was very short when they did when they're like in the meeting with uh, what was it? The Trailblazer plane company yeah. and and his daughter. It just every time I went away, it just detracted from the story. I was like, just get me back to the island. So which makes that those are the things like I bet the daughter was probably part of the original script. Um, that feels like it works because he's trying to get home. But then like they never really cut back to it, though. That's another thing is There's by like the end of the movie, time. it like he doesn't get there, get back on time. It's never really resolved. I thought maybe like his daughter would have showed at the up at the end to be like, hey, they flew me out here so we could spend vacation together, but they don't. And I don't know. I think the whole idea of this movie was Gerard Butler, Mike Coulter, begrudgingly having to work together to get them off the plane. Studio exec said there needs to be more to this. There needs to be more stakes. Let's throw in a daughter. Let's throw in this weird media campaign for the airline. And it just makes the movie not work as well. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with everything you said. I was just let down. And I agree. I think Ambulance has now hyped this up for every triple B movie. It has. It, it, it Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, as I left Ambulance, I remember vividly saying, TC is going to love this movie. And we're both going to regret for the rest of our lives not having seen it together on the big screen. So in 20 years when they re-release it and we have kids or it's just us, uh, we will have to make sure we go see it. Priority. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. It, it, and it kind of relates back to when nobody came out. Remember when we watched nobody? You were in Arkansas at the time, but I was like, man, if we watched that together, we would have had a blast. We would have, but I really do think ambulance is like the shining example of what we would have really had a blast with. For sure. For sure. Because me and Becky were just rolling. Yeah. We're the only ones in the theaters hyped watching that movie. That's amazing. Yeah, Ambulance was the was was for sure the triple B movie that we missed. So plane, I'm gonna give it a yeah. C sour. Uh yeah. yeah, what do I have playing? Oh my gosh, I haven't even added plane here. It's not even on my list. Um yeah, I don't I feel like I put it at oh gosh. You gave it a C sour as well. See, that sounds about right. C sour. It's got that that second act is so drab where the third act is fun. I just have the feeling that to give you more stakes, it needed to be Brody and Gaspar and just them trying to save everyone. Yeah, I will say it was fun to go watch the theaters on a Monday matinee, though. That it was. was still a pretty like fairly well 
filled auditorium as well. Oh, for sure. It actually yeah. was. Honey, yeah. what are you doing? She's booping. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, uh, playing, honestly, it's not worth your time in the theater. Maybe wait. You wait for it to come out. Um, I just think overall, maybe not worth your time. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to be honest, probably not worth your time. Yeah. Unless you like action movies and you're a big fan, which I think a lot of people are. But I'd say not worth your time, unfortunately. Even then, just go see Megan. Just go enjoy Megan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In your opinion, what are the best plane movies? What are some best plane movies? Um, first off, obviously, you got to say Con Air. Absolutely. And Top Gun Maverick. Yep. Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, well, definitely Top Gun Maverick over Top Gun for sure. Uh, I have not seen it yet, but Airplane. Oh, it's I've seen Gun. Airplane. It's funny. Is it funny? Yeah, it's funny. It's very much like, People oh swear my gosh, there are so many jokes on this. Like, it's like so, so many jokes, but it's good. Yeah. One that. that I one that I have not watched that I still need to watch is Snakes on a Plane. I feel like that needs to be added in your fun movie club. It, yeah, I would agree. Um, <laughs> Snakes on a Plane is certainly, that's a great one. Red Eye, Killian Murphy. I don't remember. I think it's, is it uh uh, what's her name? Oh, it's Rachel uh, McAdams. Yeah, it's Rachel McAdams. Yeah, that's an I, awesome one. That's a really good one. I think Wes Craven directed it too. It's a really I, awesome movie. I've never seen Red Eye. I've heard it's good. I need to add that to the fall October watch. Would that be I, a good like Halloween watch? Definitely, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I'll add that. I wonder if you're going to say this one. There's one in particular that I I think you've probably seen that you you've it's it's got to be part of it. Tell me, it's a '90s one. And it's set. It takes place on one plane, like the most famous plane in the world. Air Force One, nailed it. Haven't seen it. Got to. Got Harrison Ford. Got to see it. He's the president, right? Sure is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I need to watch Air Force One. Yep. Air Force One is awesome. Yeah, there's some good little plane movies that are all based just in a plane. I think so too. I'm like trying to like. Plane. Oh, final final destination, like the plot revolves around a plane, like the first act being the plane. And that's a pretty that's an I love final destination. I love all those movies. No, it's not a movie, as I mentioned earlier about Dark, but Lost has one of the greatest plane episodes, pilots. First episode, not pilot as a point pilot of plane. But my gosh, that first episode of Lost, like with the with the plane getting destroyed and just the whole show just revolving around that flight and that plane. And let me tell you, that is one of my all-time fears is getting on. Oh, planes. yes. It, it still is. Like every time I remember when 9-11 happened and we were going to San Diego, like just a few months later, frightened. It was my first time getting on a plane since 9-11. And I was frightened, dude. Scared my I feel like I was, I like didn't really... Pr- it's so funny. I feel like this is like a line. What is this? Uh, there's a line from something. It's like, I never fully processed 9-11. I don't remember what it's. I feel like it's from the office. Maybe not. But I don't know. It never really, I guess, affected me that much mentally. But like visions, it, like every time I'm on a plane, I'm always a little worried that, yeah, the lost scene. I've only seen like the first five episodes, but like where it breaks in half and falls out. Oh, my gosh. Every time turbulence hits, I'm sweating. Yeesh. Mm-hmm. There was one plane ride I took. It was like a red eye, I think, to New York. 
Yeah. I kid you not. I felt like the whole plane was turbulent. No, oh, I could not get comfortable. It was, it really felt like all the whole five hours of the plane ride were just bumpy. bumpy. It was miserable. I didn't really get sick. I just felt uncomfortable. So planes, there you go. There's some I'm, good planes. I'm going to give you a few more. I'm going to oh, give yeah. you one of my least favorites. And I'm sure you remember, it's probably my least favorite Spielberg movie. The Terminal. It's oh, airport, okay. but oh my gosh, do I not like that movie? And maybe I need to rewatch it, but don't love that movie. Another one, Flight of the Phoenix. Do you remember that one? No, I don't. Okay, I believe like a plane crash lands in the desert. So I think they like figure out how to like get out of the desert. I watched it a long time ago, so I don't super remember a lot of the details. And then another one, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Oh, I watched that one as a kid. Angelina Jolie is like a fighter pilot in like a weird cyberpunk world. Okay. So there you go. That's hey, another one. There's another. Oh, actually, I like this plane movie. It's Sully. I've never seen it. Director Clint Eastwood, Tom Hanks. It's like one of the last Tom Hanks movies I actually really genuinely liked him in. Yeah. So Sully's actually not bad. Uh, it's okay. a kind of, a, it's a interesting watch about what happened with uh, landing in the Hudson Hudson River. And Aaron Eckhart does a great job. Do we also count uh, Argo as a plane movie? Because the whole third act is them trying to get on the plane? Yeah, I'd count that as a plane movie. Yeah. Okay, great speaking one. of 9-11, yeah. I'm looking at all these plane movies. I still have not seen United 93. I really, there was like that period, like six years, five to, like four to six years after 9-11 where they just tried to make 9-11 movies. Yeah. It always felt kind of weird. Sure. Like there was the Nick Cage one where he was a firefighter in 9-11. Yes, I remember that one. I know which one you're talking about. Um, I've, I, heard, I've heard good things about United 93, but director Paul Greengrass did it. Who oh. Did, yeah, the Born Ultimatum. Yeah. Okay, so. I've got I've got one more plane movie that we didn't even think about. And I guess not really a plane movie, but it has a big plane in it. Uh, Fast and Furious 6. Or is it 5? Oh, 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 6. Yeah, it's 6. Where the whole thing takes place at the back of the at the back of the plane. That's right. And they're trying to use the grapple hooks to get up, and then obviously Gal Gadot, rest in peace in the movie. It's only a matter of time before she comes back. And yeah, another one. Had to add that one in. It's not a totally a plane movie, not really at all, except for the last act. Okay. I got two more and then we'll move on. Okay. You have the aviator. I've never seen it. So mm -hmm. I was like, um oh. I haven't seen it either either. Uh, but another play movie I actually enjoyed was uh, that was kind of forgettable, but that was like a pleasant watch. American Made, Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, Marcos. that was a good one. Yeah, wasn't wasn't bad. No, I liked that one a lot. I remember that one. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! So, yeah, there is some a lot of plane movies. You who would have thought? Some good plane movies, good ones too. I think Die Hard Two takes place on a plane as well. So, um. This movie playing came out in January. Mm. To your recollection, what is one of your all-time favorite January movies? I have Split. one. I have one. Split. Split. Okay. Yeah. That's a good yeah, that's I like a good Split a lot. Movie. Mine was The Gentleman. I loved The Gentleman. Shut up. That's right. That was January. It came out like the last week of January in 2020. Yeah, in 2020. Before. That was my favorite theater movie of 2020. I didn't have a lot to work with, but it probably would have made my top five anyways. Yeah. I loved it that oh much. Gosh. Yeah, that's so funny that you mentioned that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that that's that's true. It's a good point. So it's it's funny because there's this, you know, narrative, this 
this conversation around January movies being bad, but there's 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 some hidden gems from time to time. Yeah, both Paddington movies came out in January. Oh yeah. But like, yeah, I I mean, I was looking at a list too, and there was a there was a I think the gray that uh Liam Neeson movie came out in January. There's a few others, but Split is one in most recent memory that I really enjoyed. That was a January one. Oh my gosh, I need to pull up this movie. We can move on, but you brought up Liam Neeson and I watched this movie. And Cold Pursuit? Was, yes, that was the most... Was it, was it really? Did I get it right? That was the most random movie that I've probably seen in the theaters. And it wasn't good. Um, Too I know long. that we had thought about doing most overlooked of 2022. Can we do that next week while we do Oscar nominations? Absolutely. Down. That, that, that seems fitting. Okay. Okay. I like that. Okay. Cold Pursuit came out in February, totally a February, January movie. I know. Is February going to be the new January? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we got to keep doing that with months. Is like say that they're the worst time for movies to come out, and then studios will throw out good movies so that they're just constantly putting out good movies. Well, I mean, the February movies coming out is we have Knock at the Cabin, we have Magic Mike, we have Ant-Man, and Cocaine Bear. Gosh, dang, man. Not terrible. Like, the, all four of these bad movies could be bad, but at least they're going to – Get us to the theater. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, honestly. So, Boo. all righty. Take 219. Anything else? Love it. We're I'm good. Stoked for Sundance this week. We'll give a nice little recap next week. React to the Oscars. Overlooked of 2022. Everything good. Love it. Everybody, you know the drill. Buy some new baking sheets and stay sweet. <laughs> so sweet.